Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Because we're going to talk today about how to stop really caring. It's not stop caring about what people think, but not allowing it to rob you of your own dreams and for it to instill fear in you. What I'm going to tell you, you already know. So I'm going to teach you how to take action on it and how to keep yourself accountable. And I really hope that if you do, in fact, my experience has been that if you do, you will have one of the happiest and most productive months of your year, perhaps the last decade. Obviously, a lot of us worry about what other people think. In what situation are you worried about what people think? Is it when you're on Periscope? Is it in your business? Is it with your parenting? Is it with your body image? Is it with all things at all times? I need you to grab a pen and a piece of paper because your thoughts and the answers to your questions need to go from your head to paper. So please, I I know you love to do this stuff in the digital world and and like on your phones and such, but I'm going to ask you to put it in, in writing because it's much more powerful. We know that from a neuroscience standpoint, from a perspective of actually allowing the thoughts to process into letters and then words and then ideas and putting it on paper is incredibly valuable. I like a very sharp, pointy pencil. <laughs> it's kind of an obsession. So here's the thing. Let's get right to it. Here's what happens. When we're worrying about what other people think, we're guessing. There's no way you could know, even if you think you know, there's really no way you can know what they're thinking. Because you don't know what it is you've triggered in them. You don't know what past memories have made them think the way that they're thinking. You can't assume you know what they're thinking just by the facial expressions that they're making or who they hang out with or what they're doing. You can't assume that people, what people are thinking because you can't get into their heads, number one. And number two, I'm going to explain to you why we do this though. Our brain hates ambiguity. We want to know. We don't like pieces to be left out. It's like when somebody tells part of a story and then you fill in the blank because you're like, well, I, I, I need to know. Even if someone's telling a story and they say, well, um, I got in my car and then I, I, I drove to work um, and then I got in a big fight with my boss. And so you didn't really describe, like, how did you get in the big fight with your boss? So in your mind, in our minds, the minds of the listener, we have to guess at what happened and we fill in the blanks. And rarely are the blanks filled in with positive. The bl- and our brain does this to protect us. The brain fills it in with negatives just so we're safe. The brain says, okay, well, I don't know what this person is thinking of me, so I'm gonna assume the worst. That way I can kind of protect myself. Our brain hates ambiguity. It's why when you meet someone, you're like, are they married or are they single? And it's not like we're doing that to judge. We're doing that so that our brain can process it. You've done this before where you're like, are they gay or are they straight? You don't care, but you're like, I, I need to process this. How old are they? Do they live here? Are they from the South? Did they always grow up? Like we want to know more information because our brain hates ambiguity. It likes very specific things so that we can process. It's not to judge. I mean, well, maybe it is for some people, but for most of us, the reason why we want to know more is because it's like, well, I I just, I need more information to process this. Now, what I'm about to tell you is going to sting a little bit, but it's only because I love you. The reason why 
we worry about what other people think is because we don't have something else to worry about. Let that sink in for a second. People who are very busy with their own life and their own dreams worry very little about what other people think. I, I don't mean this to be rude. I don't care what you think about me. I don't have time. I really could care less. I don't care if you think I wear too much makeup. I don't think, I don't care if you think I'm too short. I don't care if you think I should be doing more fitness. I, I really don't care because I don't have time because there's not enough years in this lifetime. It's going to be gone in a flash. And I have too many people who I really do know and really love and I need to make sure they're happy and that my life is designed in such a way that I can honor those people. I really don't care. God bless you, but I, I, don't, I don't have time. The reason why we do that, okay, and this is going to sting a little bit too, is we're underdeveloped. This is just the truth. An underdeveloped individual worries about what other people think because it's where we go for instant gratification. Meaning this, it's almost like a child, right? So a child is always worried about the monster that could be under the bed. What about that monster that's under the bed? And so the child worries about that until they get older and then they realize, there is no monster in the bed. And even if there was, I can run into mom and dad's room. It's like, but we often say that we worry about what other people think because we're people pleasers, right? And I've said it about myself too. I think I used to worry more about people pleasing than I, I, I know I do today. But I don't want you to confuse people pleasing with kindness because I am a kind person. I will always be kind, even if I don't need to please you. But I will always be kind to you. I think it's dangerous to be a people pleaser, but I think it's admirable to be a kind person. And I don't think it's kind to do things according to somebody else's agenda that you don't want to do. I also don't think it's kind to you or, or showing self-respect if you're doing things to please other people and it's really not in alignment with your own dream. So I want you to remember this phrase and write it down on paper, pen to paper. Ready? People pleasers are dream chasers. You're never going to accomplish that dream. You're like a dream weaver. It's an underdeveloped way of being because you're so worried about pleasing other people simply because it's instant gratification. It's not your fault. I mean, I'm telling you that I'm a former people pleaser myself. But here's, let me give you this analogy. You ready? You today. I'm going to sit you down next to a five-year-old child. Okay? You and that five-year-old child. For the next three days, the only thing you can eat is one of these two things. And I'm going to show you two things. And one is going to be a candy bar. And one is going to be a healthy chicken salad. Now, which will the child pick? The candy. And what will you pick? You know, only, that's all you're going to eat for three days. What, what will you pick? Yeah, you're going you're gonna to eat the healthy meal because you're like, well, I, I need something that's good for me. You're, it's the instant gratification. And so the reason why we people please is because we're not thinking about long term. We're thinking about, oh, I, I want instant gratification. And it feels good when we make people happy. It feels good. For the moment when we say yes, it's like eating a piece of chocolate cake. You eat that piece of chocolate cake and you're like, oh, this is good. As you're eating, you're like, this is so good. And then the second you're done, you're like, why did I do that? Why did I do this? This is not good for me. Now I have a stomach ache. Now I feel like crap. Now I'm speaking negatively to myself. Now I'm beating myself up. Now I, I've had a sugar high. But it's instant gratification. And so people pleasing is very much like eating the candy bar. We know it's not good for us long-term. We know it doesn't serve our needs. We know it's not healthy for us, but it gives us instant gratification. 
And you don't, I don't want you to blame yourself for this because it's the easy go-to. The reason why most people are people pleasers is because, and I, I know it's going to sound kind of like, um, it's going to sound a little too uh, new agey, but I don't mean it to be that way. So let me explain. You know, you hear people say all the time, like, well, you have to love yourself. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, it's such a cheesy thing to say, like, love yourself. And I've said it too, but it sounds like a cheesy thing. Like, you know, you need to love yourself. But I think there's more to that. And it's more than loving yourself because you're like, what does that even mean, right? What does that mean for you? I don't know, but I know what it means for me. I can't like even begin to, to love myself. And for me, love myself means like to support where I'm going, what I'm doing, and that what I'm doing is right. That's all. That's all love myself means to me. And to know that I was made perfect, like that there are no mistakes, and that this is the life I'm supposed to live. But when I say love yourself, what I really want you to do is think about knowing yourself. And most people aren't willing to know themselves. And by that, and what do I mean by know yourself? Let's see, like, I know who I am. What do you mean, Shalene? What I mean is knowing what makes you happy, knowing what you want. I don't mean accepting yourself, per se. I mean, you got what makes you happy? What do you want? Where do you want to go? What makes you special? What's perfect for you, right? That's how you know yourself. But most people won't take the time to get to know themselves because as soon as they start to look, they hear that programming. Now, how many of you had the type of programming, either from you know terrible early relationships or maybe childhood experiences? Your programming was, you're going to mess up. You're not going to do this right. You're worthless. You're going to be a failure. Everything's your fault. Like how many of you had very negative programming? Your programming was, I can't afford it, Ash, she said. Money doesn't grow on trees. Yeah, like you don't even know what the programming is necessarily. Yeah, unfortunately I did. Mine was, you aren't good enough. Yeah, like perfection. Janelle, we've talked about that. Like a lot of people have had programming meant to be positive, meant to be in your best interest. You know, like parents who are like, I believe in you and so therefore do more or, or shaming you or maybe there were experiences outside of your control, but you're a child. So you don't recognize that it wasn't your fault. So the programming in your own head, it was just programming in your own head that these bad things happened to me because I'm a bad kid, which means I'm a bad person. And so it's really hard to get to know yourself, to allow yourself that time because it would mean pain, right? Because then you have to think about all these things that are kind of painful and we don't like to do that. Our brains try to protect us from pain. And so there, we have all this negative programming that tells us, okay, well, let, let, let's not, I have an idea, let's avoid pain and let's get the instant gratification of making other people happy. How accurate is this for you? That you often avoid thinking about yourself and what you want because it's much, it's easier, it's kind of the go-to to kind of make other people happy and care for other people and take care of everybody else first and make sure everybody else is happy because that's kind of instant gratification. And some of this stuff, you know, you have to go back to your childhood for a lot of it, but it's not to say that your parents were, they, their intentions were off. They just didn't have the tools, you know, and, and these tools get passed on. You know, we ha- so we have to think about what tools are we giving our kids? But then I think there's, there's an importance, important lesson in understanding we have to forgive that our parents or your caregivers or whoever, they just didn't have the tools, you know? So I want to get back to uh, talk about this just a little bit more about 
understanding what's happening when we're worrying about what other people think, because it's for me anyways, in order for me to change any behavior, whether it's, you know, eating a certain food or giving up something that where I'm like, there's been plenty of foods where like everybody in my industry, meaning health and fitness are like, you eat that? I'm like, yeah, because it's good. And I'm like, I, okay, I need proof. Is it that bad for you? Like, really? Am I going to die? Like, really? And there's, so I need, I need a lot of proof in order to change behaviors. I just do. Cause that's, I, I didn't show up in the health and fitness industry on purpose. It happened by accident. It's not an obsession. It's just a very small piece of who I am. But in order for me to make changes, I need to know why. So I want to help you understand why we do this and what's really going on. When we're worried about what other people think, here's something you have to keep in mind. No matter what they think, you can't change it. There's nothing you can do about it. Write that down. There is nothing I can do about it or should do about it that's authentic. So you might say, well, this person doesn't like you because you're too like loud or whatever. You, you could do something about that, but you would have to be inauthentic. Or this person doesn't like you because they want you to, or that person doesn't like you because they think that you're um, too quiet. Well, so then you could be very loud and obnoxious, but that's not authentic. So my point is you're guessing, you're guessing, first of all, about what they think about you, number one. Number two, um, there's nothing you can do to change it. There's just nothing you can do to change it. And when you start focusing on that, guess what creeps in? Self-doubt. And when we have self-doubt, we get weak. Self-doubt is weakness. And when we're weak, we let our boundaries down. And when we're weak, we let our boundaries down and we let other people's agendas become our focus. We let other people's agenda become our focus. You can't please everyone. You got to be like, okay, so here, I want you to write this down. You have to, you ready? Are you ready for this? You have to allow people not to like you. You have to allow people to be upset with you. I don't need to fix that. If I know where I'm going, if I know me and what I want and what's important to me, then I can allow it to happen. I don't care if it makes you upset. It's not my agenda. It's yours. It's your agenda. It's not my agenda. But I know my agenda. And this is really hard for people. For those of you, this is hard for because you don't know your agenda other than happiness. And you haven't really taken a look at what makes you happy. You see, I know many of you may know me from the fitness industry. You know me because of exercise DVDs. And I've made a lot of decisions, which you're probably like, why haven't you done a new program? Because that's not my agenda. I don't care if you're mad at me. You won't see me at one of the, you know, 15,011 events that are going on every weekend because that's not my agenda. It's your agenda. My agenda is my family. Deal with it. But I'm going to allow you to be mad at me. I'm going to allow you to not like me. Bye-bye. It's cool. I don't need you to. Because I, and I'm really secure in this and very confident and I make my decisions clearly because I know my agenda and my agenda is to serve my family first in the way that fuels my soul first don't care about the money don't care about the fame don't care about you being mad at me don't care if somebody else i don't care used to don't care no more long hair don't care you know why because i have something to focus on 
And in the past, I didn't know what to focus on. My brain had that ambiguity that so many of you feel. Not mad at you, someone said. Not mad at you. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. But I, I know some of you are like, how come you haven't done this? How come you haven't done that? How come you don't do this? How come you, don't, how come you haven't written another book? How come you haven't done another exercise program? How come you don't do a follow-up turbo jam? How come you don't do, do a follow-up turbo fire? How come you don't do this? How come you do that? It's not my agenda. It's not my agenda. But I, I know what I want. I don't want to push my agenda on anybody else. But I need you, I need you to know what your agenda is because if you don't know what your agenda is, you'll keep going to the instant gratification because you don't know where else to get it. If you don't know what your agenda is, then you will keep um, feeling the need to just say yes to everything and and you will say no to things and you'll still feel guilt. I don't, I, I don't want you to feel guilt. So this is my challenge to you. My challenge to you is to take a moment and write down this hashtag, hashtag smart September. Every time you do something that's in accordance with what your current agenda is, I want you to use that hashtag. Once a day, I'm going to ask you to tweet it or Facebook or Instagram, whatever, I don't care. But we're going to keep each other accountable by saying, I just did something in alignment with my agenda. It's going to keep you focused. When you're focused, when you know what you're going to do, you don't lose focus and start turning inward and looking for that instant gratification. So yes, I'm a pusher. Yes, I'm pushing you to do this because you've got to take action and action is scary. Action that changes you will be done with fear. If you don't feel fear, it's probably not going to change you. Embrace the fear, people. This episode has been sponsored by smartsuccess.com. What is smart success? Well, it's an online academy. It's a school. It's a place for you to go to learn everything you need to know to redesign, to improve, to recreate any area of your life. We cover fitness, mental well-being, financial security, the relationship between you and your significant other, the relationship between you, your friends, and your family, your focus, your hobbies, your spirituality. All of these things factor into our overall happiness. And most of us just default to the thing that's easiest for us and And unfortunately, we neglect the areas that need the most effort. But it's not just about recognizing there's an area that needs our attention. It's knowing what to do and how to do it. It's the habits, the formulas, and the systems for success, but not by someone else's definition, but your definition. In Smart Success, we teach you how to create the blueprint. Not our blueprint, your blueprint. What that should look like, how to reverse engineer it, how to take the steps each and every day that don't overwhelm you, but move you in the direction of the life, this crazy, ridiculous, amazing, fun-filled life that you deserve. It's for everyone and anyone. It's for the housewife who feels unfulfilled. It's for the college student who doesn't know what they're going to do after they graduate. It's for the busy entrepreneur who believes they're supposed to be doing everything themselves. I believe that smart success is my purpose. It's my calling, and it is my way of helping others avoid the traps of the hustle. And I know because I was there. We had the house, the cars, the money, the bank accounts, the accolades. But what we didn't have is the life that we wanted. We were chasing success. We were doing all of the right things, yet we just, we couldn't breathe. And so from our challenges, We developed a program, a system, a step-by-step 
how to redesign your own life. Even if your life is amazing, if there's something inside of you that's telling you it could be better, or it's not exactly what you had imagined, if there's this feeling that you can't breathe or that there's a level of unhappiness you just don't want to admit to, I'm telling you, smart success is for you. And I invite you to take advantage of our free trainings and learn more for yourself by going to smartsuccess.com.